of God, I want to quickly show you something that the Holy Spirit showed me as one of the benefits that are loaded in fasting and praying. Especially when, we, when the church like this engages in a corporate fast. In a corporate fast. You can have an individual fast which is good, which is edifying, which is helpful, which is also good for your health. But also, I want you to take advantage when we are having a corporate fast. We've been fasting for 10 days. We have five more days to go from tomorrow counting to day, uh, today's day 10 from tomorrow counting down from 11 to 15. And I want to encourage you. If you have not been fasting, um, don't kill yourself. Don't, don't drink sniper. That is not our portion. All right? All I want you to do is just adjust. Let me tell your neighbor, say adjust. Just make the necessary adjustment and then join. So that what Esther obtained during the corporate fast, you too can obtain. And so I'm just going to summarize all that I said in the first service. Somebody's what you're going to have now. And then we go on to pray. Moriah is looking at me like, okay, pastor, go on with the summary. <laughs> I just read your mind. <laughs> Praise God. All right, so there was a situation in Matthew chapter 17, which is our text. Matthew 17, and uh, Lord have mercy. When it comes to faith, I... I I don't know how to summarize that, but Lord have mercy on me. Matthew 17, and I'm going to be in verses 14 to 21. I'm going to read fairly quickly. Fairly quickly. Matthew 17, thank you media. And when they were come to the multitude, that's Jesus and, the, and, and James, Peter and John, who, had, uh, who were just coming from the Mount of Transfiguration. And they were coming to meet the, the rest of the apostles. The rest of the apostles, had a, they had a situation in their hands. And this situation was seemingly bigger than them. The Bible says when they were coming to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic, he's crazy, and so vexed. For oftentimes he falleth into the fire and oftentimes into the water. Yes, move on quickly. And I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. The disciples could not help much. Yeah, move on. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Yeah. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Next verse. Then came the disciples to Jesus privately and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. Not because you didn't pray, but there was unbelief in your heart. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith, somebody say faith, as a grain of mustard seed. You shall say unto this mountain, this mountain, remove. Remove hence to yonder place. And it should obey you. It shall remove. And nothing, no thing shall be impossible to you. Next verse. And that's where I stop. How be it? This kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. The general misconception over the years is that Maybe what Jesus was saying was that this kind of devil does not go out but by prayer and fasting. But it is very clear from the scriptures, Mark 16, 17, that faith in the name of Jesus will drive out any devil, no matter how devilish that devil is. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. He didn't say they shall cast out certain devils. 
all devils. If you believe in the name of Jesus, if a devil is troubling your family, you can cast him out. You can. You don't need the pastor to cast him out. You can. If you notice a pattern in your life, a pattern in your family that is not very nice, everybody getting married, getting divorced, everybody getting back home, going back home after getting married. Or they're getting married, they're not having children. Or they're getting married and they're breaking bottles on their spouse's head. Everybody's not moving beyond a particular level, social level or financial level. Everybody's just busted and broke. Everybody's just unhappy and sick. And they're maybe getting killed by terminal disease at a particular age. Now you need to deal with that as a child of God. And Jesus already gave you all the authority to do that. He said, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. If you believe in the name, then you cast out devils. So what was he saying when he said, I'll be this kind, goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. He was dealing with their unbelief. He told them very plainly, you could not cast him out because of your unbelief. He didn't say because you didn't pray. He said because of your unbelief. And he was still addressing unbelief when he said, this kind goeth not out, but by fasting and prayer. That means fasting and prayer has a role when it comes to tackling unbelief. Help me preach that to your neighbors. The neighbor, fasting and prayer, has a role to play when it comes to tackling unbelief. Now, how does that work? And that's what I want to quickly get into. How does that work? Two things you contact when you're fasting and praying and you're doing it from your heart. When you're engaging with God from your heart. Now, God is looking at the heart of every single person. God is not just interested in your shout outside. God is not interested in, you know, your corporate prayer. When we come in the evening and you're shouting and you don't want anybody to, to sleep or you shout at home and all of that. God is looking at your heart. Is your prayer coming from your heart? Is this fasting coming from your heart? Or you are just doing it to satisfy Pastor Fred? Or you are just doing it because you want to salve your spiritual conscience? Or you are just doing it because you want to mark the register? So they will say, I came today, oh, Pastor, see me, I came, oh, H-O-M, I came, oh. Let me say this very clearly. Whatever you are doing for God, and you want it to be re rewarded, it has to come from your heart. If it doesn't come from your heart, which is your spirit, the, the word heart and spirit are used interchangeably in the Bible. So it's not the heart pumping blood, it's your spirit. If it doesn't come from your spirit, it has no reward. God himself is a spirit, it's not flesh and, and, and blood. John 4, 23, 24, God is the spirit. And those who must worship him must do so in spirit and in truth. So whatever comes from the spirit gets God's attention. In Jeremiah 30 and verse 21, God said that your nobles will come from your people. Your governor will come from the midst of you. He said, who is this that engages his heart to approach unto me? Who is this? Jeremiah 30, 21. Who is this that approaches unto me? Who is this that engages his heart to approach unto me? God wants an engagement of your heart. And when we talk about your heart, again, I repeat, we're talking about your spirit. Let it come from the inside. Make up your mind that this fast, I'm going to engage in it, and Lord, I'm going to meet with you. I don't want anything, I don't want anybody, I want you, Jesus. When God sees that, he responds. In Psalm 27 and verse 6, it says, When your heart said, when you said unto me, Seek my face, my heart, my spirit responded. 
My heart said unto thee, Thy first Lord will I seek. Thy first Lord will I seek some. Did you get that right? 27. If it's not verse 6, then it's verse 8. It's either of the two verses. Check it out. Media, you can get that quickly. When thou said unto me, verse 8, okay, thank you, verse 8. When thou said unto me, seek ye my face. God said, seek my face. My heart, my spirit man responded. He said, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Again in Psalm 24, and this is going to be verse 6 now. Psalm 24 and verse 6. It says, this is the generation of them that seek him, that seek your face. Oh, Jacob, God is looking for those that will engage, that will seek him from their heart. In Jeremiah 29 verse 13, he said, if you seek me, you shall find me. If you seek me with all of your heart, God is interested in your heart. Let me tell your neighbor, say God is interested in your heart. In Ezra chapter 7 and verse 10, the Bible says that Ezra prepared his heart. He prepared his heart to know, to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach it in Israel. See the statutes and the judgments. His heart. Heart preparation is key. When it comes to engaging with God in the fast, heart preparation is key. In Proverbs 16 and verse 1, it says the preparation of the heart is in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. When God sees the preparation of your heart, then the answer from the tongue of the Lord will come to you. So, one of the things that happens when you are fasting with all of your heart is that Jesus will speak to you. That's called the answer of the tongue. It will come from his mouth. And when Jesus speaks to you, faith will come. Because every word from the mouth of Jesus is loaded with his faith. The word of God is backed up by the faith of God. So when that faith comes and it meets with faith, with preparation in your heart, there is going to be an explosion. But when the word comes loaded with faith and it meets with unbelief in you, then nothing will happen. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2, the same gospel that was preached unto us was preached unto them. But the gospel preached, the word preached did not profit them anything. Why? Because it was not mixed with faith in them that had it. They were not prepared. They were not prepared. So I wanted to prepare. When you prepare your heart and you engage in the fast, I say again, Jesus will speak to you. And when he speaks to you, what will happen? Faith comes. Can I have an amen to that? Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you look at the original manuscript, it says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by rhema Christos. Rhema, the spoken word from the mouth of Christ. Rhema Christos, the anointed utterance of Christ. When that comes, there is always an explosion when it meets with faith. You can get up from the deathbed by faith. It said to the man by the pool Bethesda in John chapter 5, arise, take up your bed and walk. The man believed, he got up, took his bed, and walked. So many miracles performed on the basis of the word. The centurion came to him in Matthew chapter 8. The man said, please, can you come? My, my, my servant lies at home and is sick and he wants to die. Jesus said, okay, I will come. He said, sir, don't come. He said, just send your word. Speak the word only. Because your word coming is as good as you coming. Your word is loaded with the same faith and power that you carry. My God. May your words carry power. <laughs> I said, may your words carry power. And can I tell you something? The word of God in his mouth is as powerful as his word in your mouth. 
if you engage with your heart. When the child of God speaks the word of God, you can have the same result like God. When your heart is involved, when your heart is engaged. So the first thing that you contact, the first thing that happens during fasting and prayer, when it is done properly from the heart, is that you will engage the spirit of faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, chapter 4 and verse 13, 2 Corinthians 4, 13, it says, we having the same spirit of faith, as it is written, they believed and therefore have they spoken. We also believe and we therefore speak. Can I have an amen? That was what Jesus was teaching them in Matthew 17. When he said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, the grain of a mustard seed, you will say to a mountain. Because with faith in your heart, your word, my word in your mouth is as powerful in my mouth as it is in your mouth. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life. I am the power of the tongue. When you wake up in the morning and you find a boil in a funny part of your body and the boil is growing, don't pamper it. Don't cry. What to do is to speak to it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You, this boil, low, begin to die from the roots. If you believe, I've done that time and time again and I've got good results. You go sleep and find yourself in a coffin and then you wake up in the morning and then you begin to cry. Oh God, is it time to go? But Pastor Fred told us Genesis 6. It's not time to cry. Just wake up and say, no, you this stupid dream. You are contrary to the word of God. The word of God tells me, Genesis chapter 6 and verse 3. Not Pastor Fred. The word of God tells me. He was the one that taught me, but the word of God says it. So whether Pastor Fred or not, the word of God says it. What does it say? My spirit shall not always strive with man because his flesh. The number of his days shall be 120. Can I have an Amen. And do we have anybody that lived up to 120? Yes. Moses. Deuteronomy 34 verse 7. He lived up to 120 years. His eyes were not dim. Neither was his natural force abated. Shake somebody and say, Shalom. May you live up to 120 like Moses. That's how the Jews greet. And that's our new greeting now. That was how we ended the dawn service. On the shouting note, glory be to God. The number two thing now to go straight. Very quickly to my point because this summary, executive summary. Number two is wisdom. You contact wisdom. You contact the spirit of wisdom. When you engage in fasting with all of your heart, you contact the spirit of wisdom. No wonder Paul the apostle was praying for the church. In Ephesians 1, from verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who do believe. Wisdom is the principal thing. Proverbs 4, 7. It is not money. It is not connection. Wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. And when I say wisdom, I refer to the wisdom of God. Glory be to God. The wisdom of God is the principal thing that will get you out of whatever situation you find yourself and set you free and make you free. Not only set you free, but make you free. If you are set free, you can be captured again. If you are made free, you become... Generate that English word for me. Uncapturable. Glory be to God. People cry many times and say, Lord, Lord, give me money. Give me money. No, 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 no. What you need is wisdom. Money is not your problem. Wisdom is. Wisdom is. 
Wisdom. Amen? Oh, no, pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. If I have one million now, I'm a made man. I already have a business idea. All I need is money. No, all you need is wisdom. Wisdom will produce money. Wisdom said, in my right hand, there are riches. In my left hand, there is longevity, long life. Wisdom. Wisdom will tell you, stop drinking that coffee. It will kill you. Wisdom. Wisdom will tell you, the more you are eating is too much. For your age, reduce it. Wisdom will tell you, balance your diet. This starch in the morning, starch in the afternoon, starch at night, is accumulating somewhere. Now you have excess glucose in your body, stored as glycogen. But the time is coming, the glycogen will be too much. And your liver will not be able to convert your excess glucose to glycogen anymore. Now you are writing your letter to diabetes. It might be mellitus, it might be insipidus. Wisdom. Wisdom will say, okay, balance your diet with some vegetable. Balance it with some fruit. Get some rest. Do a little bit exercise. Wisdom. Wisdom. If you read the book of Proverbs every day, one chapter per day, 30 chapters or 31, one chapter per day, one chapter per day, your face will shine. In Ecclesiastes chapter 8, I think it's verse 1 or verse 2 or verse 3, Ecclesiastes chapter 8, it says wisdom makes the face of a man shine. Wisdom. And it is one of the things you contact. Wisdom is one of the things you contact when you engage in fasting and prayer from the depth of your heart. There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. Read one per day. One. One. It will give you wisdom how to deal with people. How to handle life. Now somebody might say, well, pastor, but the Bible says that if we are born again, we already have the wisdom of God. Yes. Because Christ has been made to us the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and I think it's verse 30 now. Is, yeah, verse 30 has been made to us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So we already have the wisdom of God. But why does the Bible tell us in James 1.5 that if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and upbraided not and he shall give it to him. Why? In fact, in addition to that promise, God puts a condition that when you ask for wisdom, you must do so in faith. Because faith is the currency of the kingdom. Jesus told them you could not cast out the devil because of your unbelief. Now the Bible is saying to even have wisdom, you need faith. Verse 6, James 1, 6 now, 1, 6, 1, 7, quickly. He said, but let him ask in faith. Let him ask how, if you are not sleeping. Let him ask how, if you are not sleeping. Let him ask how, in faith. For he that wavereth, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Next verse. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Verse 8. Verse 8. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Many times we are double-minded. You ask God for a job, a particular job. Three months, that job hasn't come. You change your mind. Lord, give me this one. Two weeks, it hasn't come. Lord, I will manage this one. One week, it hasn't come. Lord, I heard that this one is also good. In six months... You've changed your prayer points four times. So God is saying, what exactly do you want? Let's be real. If somebody comes to you and asks you, you see these checkers that you guys are wearing this morning, I really like it. I really like it. Red, green, multicolor, brown, blue. Wow. Can I have that? And while you're still thinking about it, uh, no. Instead of the checkers, I was just thinking that maybe the sneakers would be nice. The way assisting, eh, but do you think he's just, ah, no, no, don't worry, don't worry. It doesn't even have to be my size. Eh, the denim, the denim. 
Do you, would you take such a person serious? Why do we do that with God? God, my faith is so high. I want this. Two weeks, God has not answered. God, I beg. I beg. Especially when you are trusting God for a car. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? You could go for maybe a Venza. That's what you like. After a while, I say, ah, I hope I'm not asking for too much. Camry not a bad one. <laughs> so you say, Lord, um, I want to settle for Camry. Camry is good. After three months, no Camry, no shoe. Ah, Lord, it is good for a man to be mobile. I don't mind Volkswagen Golf. Now, Volkswagen Golf does not show up in under three months. Lord, even if it's, even if it's Mikra, ah, God. One man of God told God, in America, this is real, he was believing God to change his car. His car was really bad. He was managing it. And you had better have a good car in that country. Especially when the, when the winter comes, you need the heater of your car to work. If the heater doesn't work, people freeze in the car. He said, Lord, and if you think I'm joking, ask your family members that are there. They'll tell you. I left a bottle of water in the car before in Maryland. The next day, the, the very next day, they gave me the bottle of water. It had become a bottle of ice block. I said, so if somebody mistakenly slept off in this car overnight, what would happen? They said, ah, Pastor, what do you in here? Kote? I tell you, I tell you, I lie not. We don't have that kind of cold weather here. What do you Amatan. What's Amatan? Amatan is a scam. Go to go during winter. Whether UK or Canada or even the US, you will take. People wear like five clothes. I used to hear say, ah, I can't wear five clothes. It's a lie. When you wear when you like this now, you'll be you'll be warm. Ah. <laughs> Do you know the kind of cold that comes from the belly? Your belly will just be doing grrr, 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 grrr. <laughs> Anyways. I remember where I started from. That. <laughs> yeah, so you're asking God for a car. So you now, you now get to that point where, so that man, let me tell you, the gist of the man of God now, come on now. I have the mind of Christ. <laughs> and you feel like this too much. I love you all. Amen. Praise God. The man of God said to God, after he prayed, 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 God did not change the car. White man, no. He said, Lord, if you had this type of car and you called me for help, I would help you. <laughs> that was the prayer set out of frustration. I said, help me, help me. You don't want to help me. If it was your own car, I, I, I have the power to help you. I will help you. Anyway, God helped him, sir. Not because of that prayer he prayed. <laughs> you know, he was teaching about how you, 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 um, you grow in faith. You know, that period when you're still breaking your beak, like the eagle, that period when you're still developing and strengthening your claws, all kind of, all, all manner of things happen. Anyway, so people change their prayer point from Venza to uh, Corolla to uh, maybe Camry to... Uh, what's the third one? Volkswagen Golf. And then Volkswagen Golf not showing up in two years. Lord, um, I just need to be mobile anyhow. Even if it's Micra, I don't mind. So Nissan Micra. And God is looking at you. Now, can we ask a question? Let's be honest with ourselves. Are you telling me God can't give you a Benza? It broke. Is it broke? That's what that scripture is telling us in James. 
A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Today you say you are studying medicine. You want to study medicine. The next day we ask you, physiotherapy is good. I understand. Physio, they are making money all over the world. After some time, ah, pastor, I don't porto. Now I'm even thinking of psychology. The psychologists are making money. People, if you look at the CV of some people, you will laugh. First degree is not connected to masters. That's fine. But when you look at the masters, two different masters, unconnected. Now look at PhD. Ah, okay. You are not building a career. One day, you are in a teaching. Maybe a course in education. The next day, you are in, you are in IT. Then I saw one online course. You are just carrying everything together. Don't be double-minded. Be single-minded. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be open to ideas, but your ideas must find a way to align. You need wisdom. So why did the Bible tell us if we lack wisdom, we should ask? Straight to my point. The reason is, even though you are born again and you have Christ, who is the wisdom of God resident on the inside of your spirit man, you need wisdom for specifics. You need wisdom for specific situations which you are faced with on a daily basis. We all make decisions daily. You will never read in your Bible, my daughter, my daughter, thou shalt quit school of nursing and now go to the University of Ibadan and study medicine and surgery. That is not written obviously in the Bible. But there are people who have spoken to me who wanted to quit nursing. Who said, Pastor, I think... I should go for medicine. I said, well, I don't know if you should go for medicine. But what I do know is that we can pray and trust God to give you specific instructions what to do. Are you getting what I'm saying, people? There are times you want to switch your profession. People get to that point, they're just tired. No longer job satisfaction. So they want to switch profession. All right? Now, it, there is nowhere it is written in the Bible, thou shalt quit your law practice and now thou shalt open a fashion house. But that may be the plan of God for your life. How would you know? You need to pray and tap into the wisdom of God. A man in this city, read medicine and surgery, is into fashion designing. He's a doctor, but he's a fashion designer. But he sews for presidents. See the difference? We need wisdom. You won't ever read it in the Bible. Thou shalt marry a fair lady. She must not be dark. She shall be fair, like Esther, fair to look upon. All right, thank you, Lord. And you go to an event or you go to a church and a pastor says, the title of my message today is that life. Now, you need to go for life. Tell your neighbor, say, go for life. Tell your neighbor, say, go for life. Now, the title of my message is life is not fair. But you heard a voice that said to you, thou shall marry her that is fair. But pastor just said, life is not fair. And you have to go for life. So she has to be dark-skinned. You don't find all those kind of things. What you need is on the inside of you. The kingdom of God is within you. That's where you tap wisdom from. Are you getting what I'm saying this morning? Are you getting what I'm saying this morning? So when you engage in a fast, it's an opportunity to tap into the wisdom of God for this moment. You're having a disease in your body. You've prayed, you've fasted, you've quoted all the healing scriptures. By his stripes I'm healed. By his stripes I'm healed 159,000 times. 
and it's not bulging. Hey, hold on. I suggest go on a fast. And you know why you're fasting? You're asking for one thing, the wisdom of God. You're in a financial mess. You've tried everything, it doesn't work. Go on a fast. Why fasting? Engage the wisdom of God. Lord, what is your wisdom to get out of this situation? Stop your human calculations. Uncle James will give me 20K. Uncle John works in an oil company. No do, no do at all, at all. We'll send 200K. Thank you, Lord. 220. Now, Auntie Sophia, she just got a job in MTN. Her salary can be less than, no do, no do, like 250K. So after she pays tight, does she even pay tight? She should at least give me 50K now. Wait till they worry herself. Okay. You are composing the messages for each of them. And then by the time you do calculation, about 10 people in your family, uh, uh, one M, uh, honestly, uh, uh, at all, at all. Uh, bad as bad, 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 bad. 800K. That's your calculation. You know you could reach out to all of them and nobody gives you money. In fact, the one that gives you money just sends you 5K. Oh, uh, bro, no vex, no vex. I, I get, in fact, the way things are right now, eh, you wouldn't be believe, uh, in fact, I just paid my, my students, uh, my, my daughter's uh, school fees at Covenant University. End of discussion. Next thing, you start feeling bitter towards them. How can somebody come from a family of rich people and they're not willing to help? And then next thing, you go on Twitter and then you go on your WhatsApp status. Nobody cares. And all your uncles and aunties, they are all your contacts and they will see. Uh -uh. <laughs> I beg you. You'll be all right. <laughs> You know, back in those days, they will fight you. They will call you. Hello, what rubbish? What did you write on, the, on Twitter? Because I told you I couldn't give money. Now, before, be that one. People know they argue again. Do you know that these days now, when somebody wants to ask you for direction, they first of all beg you. They want to ask for direction. Which way leads to some go? Say, please, I beg. No vex, you. No vex. Because already, as they stop you, you are vexing. Mm -hmm. Go on the street. Everybody's vexing. Say, I beg. No vex. No vex. No vex. No vex. Say, eh, hey, talk with you. Talk. Please, which way leads to some go? So nobody has time to be calling you. They will just read your status and say, hey, you'll be all right. Well, you too, when you get to my age, you will know how easy it is to make money and to send money out. Hey, do you need the money legitimately? Yes! But how do you get it? Wisdom. By the wisdom of God. Engage in the fast. Lord, how do you want me to get out of this? He will give you an idea. Give you a concept. Give you an insight. He might tell you to start a business in your home, on your phone, with no capital. He could just be linking people that need something to those that will supply them, and you have your court. And in three weeks, money shows up. But you are busy fighting everybody on social media. Everybody's your enemy because nobody wants to help. Stop that rascality. Receive Bible sense in Jesus' name. Am I speaking to young people this morning? The wisdom of God is not so hard. What do we do to get the wisdom of God? Very hard. Ah, the wisdom of God. Ah, to get it. Let me tell you what he said to do. James 1, 5 again. If any of you lack wisdom, what does he say you should do? ASK. Ask. Pastor, is it that simple? Yes, baby. The Holy Spirit is already on the inside of you. Jesus is already there. All you need is, Lord, what do I do now? If it doesn't come that moment, engage in a fast. Sometimes I go on a three-day fast. Day two. Day two. 
God downloads to my spirit what to do. Five kinds of wisdom, which I will just mention. One, fleshly wisdom. 2 Corinthians 1.12. We are writing right fast. I'm not reading it. 2 Corinthians 1.12. Fleshly wisdom. Number two, the wisdom of this world. 1 Corinthians 3, 18 to 19. 1 Corinthians 3, 18 to 19. 1 Corinthians 3, 18 to 19. Then also 1 Corinthians 1.20. 1 Corinthians 1.20. 1 Corinthians 1.20. Number three, devilish wisdom. Devilish wisdom. James 3, 13 to 16. The type that is operating in most, let me say most, many Nigerian politicians. Devilish wisdom. They collect money, constituency money. They used to buy jeep, used to buy estates in Dubai. And people don't have access to healthcare here. Money for healthcare. They've, they've, they've invested it in Dubai. Mm. They should not worry. They will meet God. Number four, the wisdom of words. The wisdom of words. 1 Corinthians 1.17. The wisdom of words. That's, some people have oratory skills. And they think that is, oh, that makes you a perfect preacher. No, makes you a great preacher. No, no, no. You might speak English from now to kingdom come. And nothing happens. You are just able to combine words. You know what I'm saying this morning? Glory be to God. When you go through the vicissitudes of life, don't let the vicissitudes become the necessitudes and necessities become the attitudes because your attitude is damning your altitude and everything. Okay? I never chop. How does that solve my problem? Just the attitude, ineptitude, ineptitude. What's that? The wisdom of words. In literature, I think it's called pawn. Pawn. There's pawn, there's alliteration, there's onomatopoeia. Combination of words that sound, they just sound alike. Sound, 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 sound. What is that? Many have taken that to the pulpit. And young people these days, you don't have time for sound doctrine. You like very, mm, just take it as pastor, just small, small. Give us small, small. Then package it where? Package it. Sweet English. Oh, Lord. My! How was church today? Man, church was late. was on fire. What the pastor preached? Man, he preached. What did he say? He preached, man. Woo! Lord have mercy. Oh, God. They have that in America, too. All entertainment. No substance. There are people with substance over there. But some, no substance. One small word, and the Lord is here. The keyboard is Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you see the grandmothers, they get up. The, the young ladies do, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, it's really deep. Oh, yeah. What's deep about that? And the grandmothers, do, with their hearts, they will get into the spirit. Oh, my Lord. Oh, preach it, baby. That's their pastor. Preach it, baby. When we all get to heaven. Oh, what a day of rejoicing. Oh, my God. Oh, and 30 minutes they dance. In the message, it's part of the message. Oh, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, He's here now, Holy Ghost, here now, Holy Ghost. At the end of the service, people have perspired, they don't sweat. What did you get out of the message? Oh, fire. 
Holy fire came down. That new preacher knows how to preach down fire. He can preach down the fire on you. Oh, my Lord. Uh-huh. They go back home and meet their devils. The last is the wisdom of God. Find that in 1 Corinthians 1, 22 to 24 and 30 to 31. I'm not making light of any American church. I love them. Actually, my first time in America, I wanted to go and see that. I wanted to see for real. I told my wife, I said, take me to an American, African-American church. African-American. Those Onyibo churches. Mm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise. But African-American. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, y'all people, you got to shout. You got to open your mouth. When I say pray the Lord, we got the devil running. Come and pray the Lord. Uh, come on now. I wanted to go to see, but I didn't have the opportunity. They took me to a redeemed church. I, I felt so disappointed. But we got into the church, and I was so blessed. That was where I met Pastor Timmy Akra. Oh, man, he was preaching like I was on fire. I said, this is my kind of preacher. And I was sitting in front. And he would come and slap me on my back. Bah! You know, man of God. We didn't know each other. And in my mind, I was thinking, hey, hey, hey. You know, I'm a first timer. I can sue you, man. But man, don't worry. Go ahead and do it. I'll do it at home too. I've sown the seed in Nigeria. I'm reaping the harvest here. Glory be to God. Esther got into a situation where her people were going to be wiped out. The long and short of it is she called for a corporate fast. I, I don't have time to go into the entire detail. You can read Esther chapters 1 to 10 this afternoon when you get home. In fact, some of you stay back in church and read it. Some of you go home and read it. All right? Read it meditatively. The Lord will bless you. She called for a corporate fast. When her uncle wasn't going to be appeased, her uncle came to the gate of the, the, the palace and was crying, and it was in rags. And she sent clothes to him. The man said, no, it's not time to wear designer clothes. I, look, you need to get into the presence of the king and speak for us. But hey, Esther, if you, Adessa, if you hold your peace altogether at this time, when you're supposed to be speaking, if you keep quiet and you don't fight for the poor and the defenseless, if you keep quiet, look, let me tell you something. Look, he didn't mention God, but God was on every page in that book. In the whole of chapters 1 to 10, God was not mentioned once, but God was on every page. He said deliverance and enlightenment will arise for the Jews from other quarters. But I promise you, Adessa, you and your father's household shall be destroyed. But hey, listen, who knows whether God brought you to the palace for such a time as this. I introduced you to the palace, but it was God that brought you. God strategically positions people in certain areas of our lives, sometimes not for today. It is for tomorrow. But when you destroy the relationship today, you can't approach them tomorrow. Learn wisdom, young people. Learn wisdom. Learn wisdom. Stop destroying your God-given relationships. Stop it. The person might not be of any help today to you. It might be for, 20, for 25 years to come. Long story short, 
All the Jews got involved in three-day fast, day and night. Esther got in the same fast with all our maidens, with Uncle Mordecai. So it was a corporate fast. Daniel's fast in Daniel chapter 10 was a personal fast. But Esther's fast was a corporate fast. So like this church now, we can decree a fast for three days. Senior pastor has decreed already by the Holy Ghost for 15 days. If you haven't joined in, please join tonight. And come at 5.30 to pray. The Holy Spirit told me yesterday. So what happened was that as they fasted corporately, corporate anointing was released to Esther. Individually, we are anointed if you have Christ. You are anointed already. Amen? The anointing is also God's empowerment. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. I am anointed. Dear Kola here is anointed. Adesa here is anointed. Favor is anointed. Tosin is anointed. Emmanuel is anointed. You all carry the anointing. When we come together to worship, Deborah, Mercy, Olamide, when we all come together, Eri, Eri Olua, Tosin, Omolato. Did I get your name right? Mo, Mo, Monyolua. No, Mojola. <laughs> Himself and his brother, I call them Mo, so sometimes I mix it up. We're all anointed. When we bring our anointing together, like in a service like this, we generate corporate anointing. Somebody say corporate anointing. That was the advantage that Esther had. That, it was that anointing that taught her what to do. Esther did not act foolishly, even though she was the queen. The anointing taught her, day one. Okay, so fast for three days. Day three, go in before the king. I'll be with you. The king was supposed to kill her because she came in uninvited. And she hadn't seen the king in 30 days. But the favor spoke. The favor of God spoke. The king extended the scepter, the golden scepter. And she came and touched the head of the golden scepter, which means you are accepted in the beloved. All right? Somebody say, I have been accepted in the beloved. Now you have been accepted in the beloved, but wisdom needs to teach you what to say and how to say it. So you don't get into trouble. Do you know you could say something to someone that likes you and that's the end of the relationship? That's the end of them giving you audience. What did you just say now? No, sir, I didn't mean it that way. Please, get out. I say, get out now, please. No, sir, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean it that way. What I was trying to I say, please, don't let me open my eyes. That's the end. Because foolishness just rented your mouth. May that not be your portion in Jesus' name. May wisdom, even somebody that has made up his mind to finish you. Do you know you can get in their presence and say, good morning, sir. Um, sir, please, uh, could you please give me some two minutes? I'd like, I'd like to say something to you. Uh-huh. Go on. And two minutes becomes three minutes. Okay, go on. Five minutes. Okay, go on. Uh -huh. Was that what happened? I was told something, something different now. No, sir. Honestly, sir. I, I, I promise you that was exactly what... Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, sit down. Uh -huh. I, mean, I didn't know that you are, you are a good girl like this. Now. They told me that you are all over the place. Sir. And God grants you favor. May God grant you favor. Wisdom teaches you what to say and how to say it. There's a way to say sorry. There's a way to say, sorry, oh. Mm. Adessa presented her case. Sir, 
I want to invite you and Haman to a banquet. They came for the banquet. The king said, Adassah, make your request. Up to half of my kingdom. I'll give it to you. Adassah invited them to another banquet. And the enemy was now feeling good. He was at the peak of excitement. When Hadassah now revealed the joker by the wisdom of God, she included herself that she was going to be killed and all of her people. And the king got so annoyed. The king said, who is doing that in my kingdom? And Hadassah said, is this man, hey man, I don't know what I've done to him. I figured she cried. <laughs> when the wife of a powerful man cries in his presence, you are, the enemy is uh, finished. <laughs> it's your pill. <laughs> My pill. That's, that's, even if the man is fighting his wife, forget it. When Mr. Potiphar was away and he came back, and the wife said, This is not the Hebrew boy, look at his shirt. He came here, he wanted to rape me. The Bible says he took Joseph and put him in prison. No interview, no interrogation. He took and put. Somebody said, Took and put. That's the power of marriage, the covenant of marriage. Anyways, as he mentioned Haman, the king stormed out in anger to go get his guards to come in with him. As they came back in, before they came back in, Haman was trying to beg the queen. I don't know whether the queen was sitting on the bed though. She be was supposed to prostrate on the floor. Somehow, he got on the bed. And like Nollywood movie, well scripted, that was the time the king entered. He said, okay. They said it before. You behind my wife? <laughs> you even want to rape her? You want to force her in my presence? They said, They gave Oga information. They think they are doing you. They don't know that they are doing themselves. Oga, he has mounted the gallows in front of his house for Mordecai. Mordecai, that saved my life. Oh, yeah, go and hang him on it. Don't hang him alone. Hang his entire family. End of story. What is the secret there? First John 2.20. Stand on your feet and 27. The shortest message ever preached.